Okay guys, today I am on a layover with Craig Finley. He's sitting over there. Jeros is holding the camera. We are in Madrid, Spain. I've slept on this couch a great many times. Uh, I'm super excited for you to meet Esteban and Tiffany Valenzuela. They are some incredibly dear friends. They live here in the center of Madrid. If we opened this window, it would be just chaotically loud. <laughs> Horns and mayhem. You guys must be able to sleep through literally anything. Yeah, <laughs> gotten accustomed to a lot of noise for sure. It's, it's I, I love being in the city. I know when I first met you guys and worked with you guys, you weren't necessarily in the heart of the city. Maybe I'll even ask you some of these things. I want you to know them, that uh, they're a part of a Jesus mission and, and do some of their fundraising through there. So you can go to a org slash Valenzuela family. We'll put that link and we'll talk about it more at the end and some of the needs you guys can help give to. But these guys are the real deal. Uh, we talk about this show, we call it People Who Will Change the World um, because we really genuinely believe that what you're doing here in the city is, is changing the shape of the world because the gospel is transforming people. And so I wanted you guys to meet them. So maybe just give us a little family like details here. Tell them about your family and, and then how you maybe even ended up here in, in Madrid and, and maybe the the... 30 to two minute, 30 minute, 30 seconds, a two minute version of how God called you here. I, I want them to know you. So you talk. <laughs> well, we've always had a heart for missions when we got married. Um, had our own business for a while, but it was through a time of real difficulty and suffering that the Lord put Spain in our hearts, put Spain in the map for us. And it was a process of God calling us, God taking care of some circumstances, but then uh, always just pouring water on that call and, and making it grow. The pastors at our church and everybody supported us in that. And in, in time, we came out. We took that step of faith. Um, but yeah, we're a family of five. We've got three kids. They were really, really small when we first came uh, to Mallorca at first. So yeah, we've been in the country now for almost seven years. Seven years. You were talking about today at, at lunch, you were talking about how at 10 years you can apply for residency mm -hmm. or your citizenship or whatever right. and that that when you start on the missions field that probably sounds like an impossible number and you're, you're like looking down the barrel of 10 years yeah that's crazy it is when you moved to this what what brought you from Mallorca? because i know you went there and you got kind of started there in spain um and then you moved uh to the madrid metropolitan yeah. what what and why like why madrid of all places so the call and the stirring was always uh, church planting which i didn't have any experience in but god just put that on on my heart and the vision was always not just one church but a church that would plant other mm. churches in the future and i always knew that madrid was the calling which i found a little funny is that i'm a fc barcelona fan so god brought us to uh the heart of the country <laughs> and of real the madrid country. Country. Yeah. yeah wow but um, but it, so that was always the vision. So it was just one step, then the other, then another, and it was always just the Lord leading and by faith. Yeah, yeah. You when you first moved here and we first started, my band would come and do events with you guys, and we played at your kids' school one time a long time ago. That was kind of on the outskirts. Yeah. That was pro I remember that conversation where you were talking about moving to the city and like how difficult that was, like. Do you feel like that was the right choice to move into the heart of the city? What's kind of the result of moving from the suburbs to the city center? I think he always, he's looking at me because I was <laughs> the, like thorn, the thorn in his flesh. But no, like we lived in the suburbs and we had like sweet relationships yeah. with, the, with the Spanish people. And so I didn't want to move, but he always knew hmm. that the heart of the city was the place that, that God had called us. 
And so once the Lord dealt with my heart, then we didn't have the, the money. We had nothing to move to this city. Like everything, all the finance, financial stuff is doubled when you move into a big yeah. city. And so we were just like, but the Lord opened the doors. And what we've been here for four years, almost wow. exactly, and every month, God has been faithful, and we are sure He will continue to be faithful. So this is where this is where He's called us to minister. You yeah, know? we were in the city for about a year, helping another church, and then we then just launched out and met on Sundays for the first yeah. time in a little language school. Mm-hmm. Almost about four years ago, exactly, we've been planting the church, and it's just been a little by little growth, investment, but teaching the Word of God. Our heart is to teach the Word of God yeah. and disciple people. Yeah. And, and this is a very international city, so it's not always even the people that you thought maybe you were coming to reach that you end up reaching and getting to have conversations with. Maybe talk about like how how interacting with people in the city has, has kind of shaped the way you do ministry. Yeah, I think every missionary, whatever country they go to, mm-hmm. that's their expectation is I'm going to reach those people, yeah. like this people group. And I think... Um, God opens up the door to whoever he wants you to minister to. And so here being in Madrid, um, in this time, a lot of refugees, we could call them, has come to, mm-hmm. to find shelter, to find home here in Spain. Not refugees maybe that you see, but a lot of business people, a lot of professionals mm-hmm. from Venezuela, from Colombia, per, from Peru, wow. um, have come here. And so God has opened the door for us to just be home and be family for these people. Wow. And um, and to really, they've come and sought after the Lord in their brokenness and starting at zero whenever they, they had money in their own country, you know. Mm-hmm. But now they're separated from their family. We have a guy in our life that he's been separated from his three boys and his wife for almost four years. Mm-hmm. Um, separated. And so in brokenness, yet yeah, that's where the Lord, the Lord has wow. restored. Yeah, so he's life. hoping to bring them. Um, soon, yeah. soon to be re- reunited with his family. Yeah, but we'll be praying for that. <laughs> it's cool. Today you took us and showed us where you're gathering now. You're not in that school anymore. Mm-hmm. That, that school, when you first moved in, I remember I got to come lead worship one of, I think it was Easter or something. Yeah. I got to be a part of a service there, and it's so cool to watch that room. It was so tiny. It wasn't much bigger than your living room, really. <laughs> and it was smart. packed with people singing and just hearing the word of God. And now you're in a new building. Tell us about like that transition and God's faithfulness to find a spot for you. Because finding a spot in the city, if you've never tried to rent a storefront type location in the heart of a, a major European city, it's not easy. Yeah, yeah. So after the quarantine, the COVID restrictions and all that that came in 2020, we decided, well, we'll just wait until September to start meeting. And we were planning on meeting in the place we used to meet. And then through a conversation we had here in this room, uh, we looked for a location that was a Seventh-day Adventist church, hoping to just meet there on Sundays, mm-hmm. so, you know, they gather on Saturdays. Turns out they don't meet there anymore, gave us the, the information to the owner. And it, that was in mid-August. By September, we were renting our own place by the grace of God. And I think yeah. that the quarantine and COVID actually helped us to get in there. The situation that was just really uh, difficult for everybody yeah. was an open door that God used for us. It's cool in hindsight as we look at how COVID like impacted so much of the world, but also how it impacted the church. Like the church has expanded and mm-hmm. taken new territory and like had opportunities that it wouldn't have otherwise had. 
as people kind of step out in faith. That's been really cool to see how God's worked in and through that. Like, um, I remember when COVID happened, we talked about this a little today. If I'm yawning, it's because I've been awake for like 35 hours because we flew from Portland to Chicago to Madrid, had lunch with you. Now we're sitting here to do this and we're going to fly off, but we, we wanted you to know these guys. Um, and so we wanted to prioritize this. We're, you, you were talking about how when COVID happened and the lockdowns in Spain happened, you this flat that we're in, you had to keep your family in here and barely leave. You weren't even allowed to leave for like three months. Talk about like that, how that, your perspective on that was really cool. Because so many times we look at all those things as like this like oppression against what we're doing. But you guys, tell, talk, talk about how God worked in that time in your family even. Well, I think before that, we were, um, every Friday we had dinner parties in our home, and it was like an outreach to just bring people here and build relationships with them. All of our ministry, except for Sundays, was done out of our home. So we constantly had people in and out of our house. Mm -hmm. And our kids are people people. I mean, they just love to be with people. And so to them, it wasn't an issue. But I think that COVID really maybe not saved our family but it brought our family together mm -hmm. we were constantly together we were reading the bible we were reading other books together we were creating we it was mm -hmm. just it did something so sweet and really showed us our priority is is our family is our is our children first and so you don't have to have a busy ministry to have an effective ministry and i think it just brought everything um just in order how it should be you know and um it was a, a really sweet time as a family. And yeah. and I think like you said, like after the quarantine, people really realize meeting together in a group <laughs> is not a given. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's just if people don't take it for granted anymore. It anymore. And so we appreciate being mm -hmm. together, being able to gather together, worship together. Yeah. And she just dropped the mic when she said, having a busy ministry isn't necessarily having an effective ministry. I think. For those of us who live on the missions field or work in the missions world, we're almost like we feel this pressure to achieve and to be yeah. constantly like even telling the people that support. Maybe you're a monthly supporter of these guys or another missionary and you go like we're kind of under that false impression that we have to be achieving to like prove that we're good missionaries. right? Yeah. Like yeah. I know the enemy kind of uses that sometimes to distract us even as we go. But that, that line, like, we, we, you don't have to have a busy ministry to have an effective ministry. Mm -hmm. Like, that season where you were just ministering to your family mm -hmm. probably gave fought you more longevity in the ministry than you, you know, maybe yeah. would have even had. That's such a cool perspective, Tiffany. Um, tweet that line if you, if you use Twitter, because that was a good one. <laughs> um, speaking of Twitter, how do they find you guys? Um, What's the best spot? For them to, to click. Um, if you want to see about our church, uh, raicesmadrid.com, uh, R I C E S. No, R A I. R A I. C E S. Just, <laughs> Just click the link below. <laughs> Tyler will put it below. There you go. Uh, or on Facebook. Uh, the yeah. same name as the church, Raices Madrid, on, on, on Facebook. And, you and on uh, JesusMission.org. Yeah. Slash Valenzuela family. That's where you can give to them. Um, you're giving, if you support these guys, talk about what that's doing and how that's like 
because I know we even were talking today, I was asking questions about paying rent for the, the building that you guys meet in, how that works. And, and that comes out of the, the support that you guys raise. So if you want to even support the church, the work, the church plant here in Madrid by giving on that link and, and supporting these guys, that's going directly to helping sustain mm -hmm. that. What else does that giving do? And, and maybe just give some transparency here. Like where's the need right now? How much financial need is there that we should be working to help support you guys with? Um, you know, the Lord has miraculously provided and we're here, yet um, there's like growing uh, just costs for electricity yeah. here in, yeah. in, in Spain. It's, it's doubled in the last wow. couple of months. Um, and food, we, you know, we, we want to provide a place where we can hang out and have food together and stuff like yeah. that. Um, and, and so that's always on our hearts to do that, you know what I mean? And um, the church um, is a small church and we're planting it and God's been providing, but um, the, with the rent and the different costs of, of, of operating, um, you know, it's uh, a stretch sometimes, yeah. you know what I mean? So, uh, but It's yeah. not self-sustaining. It's yeah. not self-sustaining <laughs> at the moment. Yeah. yeah, it seems that way. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, my heart is God, you know, you can take it and obviously you can do what you're going to do with it. Um, and I think he's allowed us as a family to be a part of that. Yeah. For this season, yeah. um, but we would like to see um, it self-sustaining in the future. I love when we're working with people like you guys who are in a city, spending whatever it takes to do the things and just doing the work, putting in the hours. Like you've really counted the cost uh, of what it means to be in the city. Like you said, it literally moving in from the suburbs doubles the cost yes. of living. I think so many times in in the church world and in the missions world, we get afraid to talk about the overhead. Of doing what we're doing but we've counted the cost and we count that this amount of whether it's two thousand dollars or five thousand dollars or ten thousand dollars a month that we need to continue doing what god's called us to do we've counted that as worth worth the cost because the return on that investment is literally people's eternity being altered and so uh, if you are someone who gives to missionaries already i just want to say thank you i know these guys would say thank you maybe you're one of their supporters already if you're not pray about supporting these guys uh or or just Pray about where the Lord would have you put some of those finances because the overhead is astoundingly high sometimes. Mm -hmm. And yet I, I'll talk with missionaries every single day who are like, well, I, I'll just take that out of my food budget to make sure this happens. Or I'll take this out of, you know, I won't pay my health insurance this month so I can make sure this continues. That's like kind of not birthed out of like a, a lack of trusting God, but birthed out of like a, we, we see this as valuable enough to put everything we have into it. And so I, I appreciate that about people like you guys who set the example even for myself. As we go out in ministry, I've been just tremendously inspired watching your family exist. And I've learned how to be a dad by watching people like you guys, uh, parents. So thanks for all you guys are doing for the kingdom. You guys need to know these guys. Um, I don't know how long the battery is going to last. So maybe we'll do this. If you just had... 60 seconds i'd like to hear from both of you guys um just to encourage these people just preach at them like you say whatever the lord is putting on your heart maybe it's just something he's doing in you this month or this week or something you maybe have even just the spirit led just preach it i'll stop talking and you just preach at the people <laughs> um ministry and accomplishment in the world is not the prize jesus is always the prize he's always that which we should have our eyes upon. And there are so many things that distract us and absorb, or we absorb from, whether it's 
uh, our own identity and stuff of the world or entertainment, things that we just kind of tend to fill ourselves with. But really, um, we just need to unplug in this digital world and just be connected to Jesus always. Mm-hmm. Uh, go through the Gospels, go through the Word of God, let the Word of God dwell it within us and, and really um, ask the Lord to just show you more of himself. The Holy Spirit, Jesus said, when the Holy Spirit comes, he will testify mm-hmm. of me. I don't know what I need in my life at every single moment, but I know I need that mm-hmm. every single day. It's for the Holy Spirit to be working in my life, showing me more of Jesus. So as you continue uh, on that path, just, you know, not just keep your eyes on Jesus, but really abide in him, you know, remain in him. That's so good. You got it. I think for me, I'm just being on this journey of being a missionary, uh, a woman on mission for the Lord. I think that I can just testify that God is faithful in that whenever we step out in faith, whether we think, is this the Lord or not? Man, it's like we can't step out enough. I think that we can't, we just can't trust him enough. And he has proved himself faithful and faithful and faithful. And I think to the world, we look crazy. I mean, Mm -hmm. living a life of faith (laughs) is absolutely nuts. But I think we should get a little more crazy. And I think that he will continue to prove himself faithful and true. Come on. Guys, it's such an honor to know you guys. Thanks for being a part of our lives and for letting us serve alongside and behind you. Please push people like this forward as they live on mission. That's that's why we want to bring you people who will change the world every week so that you can continue seeing that God is moving. I think we're in this season where we, we like... Are being told things are oppressed and the world is like like christianity's in a dark moment i've heard things like that over the last mm. seasons and i'm like no this is why we have to we have to look people in the eyes and say this is what jesus is doing Amen. here in madrid this is what jesus is doing in modesto california mm-hmm. in camas washington in seattle i don't care where you are so thank you for sharing um if you want to reach out to these guys i know they love uh to hear from you guys and and will reply to emails or whatever find them on facebook Thank you guys. It's such an honor to have spent just this afternoon with you guys. Uh, he picked us up at the airport, ran us all around getting a ton of coffee so we could stay <laughs> awake for this time. Um, yeah, we love you guys. Thanks for being a part of all of, all of this stuff with us. And uh, uh, we'll see you next week, guys. Have a good week. Bye.